Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He is the voice of the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. With an iconic touchdown call that echoes throughout the kingdom. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. It's 4 o'clock on Monday, which means one thing. Mitch Holtis joins CDOT on the drive. Hey, how about that? I am so excited to be joined by our next guest. His appearances are brought to you by Silverstein Eye Center. Achieve your best vision and experience outstanding patient care at Silverstein Eye Centers. Mitch, yesterday, we're joined by Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. You had your Kobe Bryant picture. I know you've seen the picture of Kobe in the locker room. He's got the jacket and he's holding the trophy. You had your version of that yesterday after them winning the AFC championship. You have been a constant for this team the entire way. This one has to feel a little bit more rewarding maybe than some of the other ones because there was a different level of doubt about this team 
than the other appearances that this team has made. This team never really hit its stride and started running, it felt like, like some of the other teams. This team lost to the Raiders a, a, a month and a half ago. And ever since then, they have locked in, they have figured out their formula, and they have regained their championship swagger. After that photo went up where I was in the hallway waiting to interview Patrick, and I had the trophy with me, and I just held it, and I had a moment. They took a photo of it. I didn't know they took a photo of it, but we put it on Twitter. But it was I was thinking of Lamar and Norma Hunt and what how they would have enjoyed that moment and me holding that trophy with Lamar's name on it. Somebody put out also on Twitter slash X today something that actually made me weep. I mean, I, I got tears in my eyes because I don't know where they found it, but it was me signing off. Uh, doing a, a Chiefs.com piece at the end of the Denver game when it was the lowest of lows. We lost 38-7 to to end the worst season in Chiefs history, and I just said, I'm living in the hope that there will be one day I'll do a report like this that the Chiefs have won the AFC championship and have the one seed. That was in 2012. Somebody put that up. I don't know where they found it. Now it's, it's out there. Uh, you can find it because it's being retweeted all over. But the point is, wow. You just kind of soak it in and take it. Uh, you don't take it for granted. You're right, though, about this trip. This trip to get to the Super Bowl is different than the others because, I mean, haters hate and doubters doubt. But this team able to rally, but to win in Buffalo, when Buffalo was thinking it was the biggest game they had had since the early 90s and Bruce Smith, okay? Um, then the... It was the biggest game for Baltimore in a generation, maybe more than that. And we went into two places that were an absolute cauldron. Buffalo was on fire. And Buffalo and Baltimore was on fire. And to go to those two places and to win games uh, like the Chiefs won it and just slugged it out really is there's a sense of pride, but also of like a miscalculation of the Chiefs that if, that they can slug it out with the bully. They can take on the bully. And they did that in these last two games, especially yesterday. I could talk to you probably today for four hours because there are just <laughs> so many interesting things from the game. I got one more personal question before we get to the game. You are a person that studies and understands this game. You grew up watching the Steelers in the 70s. You grew up watching the 49ers in the 80s, the Cowboys of the 90s, and you called the games of the Patriots and over the last 20 years that they have been the best dynasty in the history of the league. What is it like now to be the voice of one of those teams? As this team is officially a dynasty, whether they lose or win this game, the fact that they have went to four Super Bowls over the last five years, they have been to six straight AFC championship games, just this run of dominance that they have had, Going to another Super Bowl, especially this year, to me, cements that they are a dynasty. What is it like to be the voice of that team? Honestly, it's made me appreciate the Patriots all the more from the standpoint that how hard it is to do to stay where the Chiefs have been under Andy Reid, especially and with Mahomes the last six years. Uh, I was talking to Ian Eagle about this before the game yesterday. I mean, the, we played 17 postseason games. That's seven total years in six Okay, but then to stay, everybody's shooting at you to have that dynamic and to be able to rise above it, uh, to overcome obstacles um, and to continue to do it on a consistent basis. There's no sense of hubris or uh, it's actually a little bit humbling, but it also shows you the importance, I think, 
of having experience in these biggest situations. I think I added up, but I put it on on social media. The first and second year players of this team, C. Dot, are fifty eight and zero in the playoffs. Think about that. They are fifty eight and zero. I'm talking the McDuffies and the Carlothuses and this year's rookies. Overall, on this team right now, the Chiefs team that will get on the plane and fly to Las Vegas has 353 combined career playoff victories. Mahomes is 14 and three, but you look at if Tooney can go. I mean, he's 15 and three. Uh, uh, there's 15 wins from from Kelsey and others, but the playoff experience, successful playoff experience. I see it showing up the way it did for the Patriots when we were trying to knock them off. And it showed up yesterday. It was the key factor. The factor in that second half was the Chiefs had been there, done that, and succeeded at that level. Well, I thought the Ravens kind of gripped it and lost it. I thought yesterday that it was it was the perfect way for them to go to the Super Bowl. Yesterday was not perfect by any means. Like their offense left a lot of food on the table, but their offense did just enough. Their defense, you and I had this conversation earlier in the season that I thought that they maybe had the best unit in the NFL. Like if we went Miami offense, Miami defense, all 64 units, that the Chiefs maybe had the best unit in the league with their defense, and they finally just didn't get in their own way with penalties, drops, and turnovers. They won the turnover differential this time. They didn't record a drop this year. Baltimore had 95 penalty yards. Kansas City had 30 penalty yards. When you combine all of those things up with that defense, that quarterback, and not shooting yourself in the foot, you can go on the road and you can beat any team in the league like we just saw Kansas City do yesterday. Yeah, ironically, the other two teams that would say to challenge you or or me saying this is the best defense in the league would be San Francisco and Baltimore because they have comparable defenses and that Baltimore is a historic defense. But you bring up a point that I was kind of trying to make three or four weeks ago in that the Chiefs had the most drops, the most offensive holding calls. They were minus 11 in the giveaway takeaway and still won 11 games and still won the division for an eighth straight year. And you're thinking, well, wait a minute. If they get those things cleaned up, there's enough concrete that was there to get you 11 wins overcoming all of those things because those other things add up to about 4-13. and If those things get cleaned up, now you become a force. Because you have this concrete block setting there, which has been that defense and making opportunistic plays on offense. Now, if you clean up the penalties, you don't drop the ball, you start taking the ball away, you get to this point. And that's why I think it's been a different path. And and I don't want to say a better path, but just different. What are you going to say about the Chiefs now? That they're not tough? They can't win on the road? They just won back-to-back in Buffalo and Baltimore. Name any team in this league that wants to take that on in back-to-back weeks in the postseason. This team just did it, and uh, that's what makes this run impressive and special. I saw a team, right now we're talking to Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. I saw a team that has completely leaned into their formula, and I saw a team that abandoned their formula. I love Lamar Jackson. He is a dynamic player. If you have Lamar throw the ball 37 times, something has gone wrong for their offense. You can't have eight carries between Zay Flowers, Justice Hill, and Gus Edwards. If Baltimore was going to win that game, they were going to win it off the strength of them running the football. And they just didn't really commit to trying to run the ball, where Kansas City ran it 32 times. Pacheco didn't have a great day on the ground, but they were just 
We are going to give you carries. We're going to give you touches. You are one of our most important players. What I've seen the Chiefs do these last three weeks is they have really leaned into their big three. They have really leaned into Isaiah Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, and Travis Kelsey. And I saw a team in Baltimore that, for a team that has an offensive identity, they just didn't look like that yesterday. Goes back to my experience factor. They got down 14 to 7, and it was like they felt like they were down 27 to 7. You can be down seven points and just stay within yourself. And they started like chucking the ball deep, and the Chiefs got some excellent plays and some stops. And then when it was up two scores, they really got that way. Look at the way they started the second half. They're throwing these long go routes up in the boundary, and, and Lamar Jackson's off, right? Uh, but the fact that 28 of those 53 guys for the Ravens got their first playoff win the week before against Houston, including Roquan Smith. And the Chiefs, as I just mentioned, um, had 300-plus playoff wins. That's where it shows up, where you stay, you keep your poise when things go crazy. Roquan Smith couldn't. He blows up Trey Smith because he's mad. You get Zay Flowers, who has to taunt uh, Legereus Sneed, spin the ball in his face after the 54-yard catch, only... What, the next player, too, to get stripped of the ball at the goal line? He's distraught. Well, dude, you just got in his face. It's the playoffs. And this guy's won Super Bowls, and he's going to take the ball away from you if he gets a chance. That was the difference in the game. And that's what I – going into the game, I I listed all of the attributes of the Ravens. Best uh, defensive team in 54 years and takeaways and sacks and – and total defense, and the only 85 Bears and the and the 72 Dolphins reached certain marks, and the and the Ravens had that, but they did not have the playoff experience in the AFC Championship game, and Lamar Jackson now faces the same challenge that Josh Allen faces, and that is they can't get over that hump, and that AFC Championship hump is a big one. Now Mahomes blew through it uh, after 2018, but until you get past that mark. And Burrow's been past it, but he didn't win the Super Bowl. Then you—that's a—that's a big hill to climb. And Mahomes has climbed the hill, ran back down it, ran up again, and done it several times. Big difference. I want to give you. Let's do the Patrick Mahomes stuff first because I want to give you the Travis Kelsey stats too. So Travis Kelsey has now played a full regular season games of Patrick Mahomes, and it's just—it's crazy. Let's do. I got the Travis Kelsey in the numbers playoffs. Here. You mean? Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. In, a, in, in the playoffs, he has now played games. seventeen games. Yep. In those 17 games, he has 133 catches, 1,516 yards, and 18 touchdowns in 17 postseason games of Patrick Mahomes. That's not realistic. Like, that is a video game character in the postseason. He had a different energy. I heard you say it yesterday on the broadcast. Hey, I've never seen him. I I was picking up my food yesterday and heading home. Hey, I've never seen Kelsey this fired up for a game. He really set the tone, I thought, for the team and just, uh, hey, it is us against everybody else. And I thought the energy that he came out with, how physical he was in the game, how much of a nuisance he was, where, I mean, he basically goaded Kyle Van Noy into a personal foul penalty. I thought that Kelsey really, really set the tone for them in the first 10 minutes of the game. No stopping that dude yesterday. And it was like he had the fire of Zeus in his eyes. Uh, I've I heard him. Uh, and, I mean, he was animated, and he was ready to go, uh, and he, there was going to be no stopping that dude in that game. I think it goes back to the fact that he got that week of rest. Remember we had the talk about, hey, he didn't go out there and get his record of the eight straight 1,000-yard seasons, and even if you don't go out there and get two catches, you still have to warm up. You still use up fuel. The fact that he could just back up and let that week fly was huge for him because it gave him this extra boost. Now he's into the momentum of that postseason. 
Um, and the key prepositional phrase of those stats that you read was in the postseason. To eclipse Jerry Rice is a big deal. But he's got he's he's got all the power he needs to thrust forward. And he was going to throw it all in that game because he knew, he knew what it was going to take to win in Baltimore, back-to-back weeks to win in Buffalo and Baltimore. And he uh, he brought that team on. The other thing I want to mention that gets easily overlooked in this discussion is the offensive line. Now, Allegretti stepped in yesterday and fought his tail off against Metabike, who had one play, as I recall. But Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, Smith, and Taylor took the fight to the bully. From the first snap, they did it against Buffalo, too. They are the guys. You said you go back, hey, they lost to the Raiders on Christmas Day. It was those guys on the Monday after the Raiders game that said, oh, that was a Monday. It was the Tuesday after the uh, Christmas Day game. They were embarrassed by that game, and they're like, no more, no more. They were like Kelsey yesterday at the beginning of this five-game winning streak, and this offensive line has played at another level. Have you seen false starts? No. In two of the places they should have had like four false starts, concentration level high. Have you seen them get blown off the ball much? No. They get to the point where they frustrated the Ravens' defense and forced them and coerced them into big mistakes. That play by Roquan Smith, stupid. Giving us 15 easy yards? I mean, they're going to get the ball back. And and uh, it set up the MVS play uh, just because Roquan lost his cool and Trey Smith was just nailing him all day long. Right now, we're joined in studio by Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. So I gave you the Kelsey stats. Here's Mahomes. This is from Rich Eisen. He is the first quarterback to ever start four Super Bowls before turning 30. He is the third quarterback to start four Super Bowls in a five-season span, joining Tom Brady and Jim Kelly. His 14 playoff wins puts him behind only two quarterbacks, Brady or Montana. This is his fourth Super Bowl start. The only quarterbacks who have more Super Bowl starts are Tom Brady and John Elway. Like, it's... We all know how great Patrick Mahomes is, but just the fact that we saw Tom Brady for 20 years and we even get like a five-year break or a 10-year break, the fact that while Brady was still playing, there was this kid that was coming up that if you argue that Mahomes is the best quarterback that you've ever seen, that is not a bad take. Now, he obviously doesn't have the resume of Tom Brady, and that's going to take more time. And Brady put that together over 25 years of being a starting quarterback in the league. But if you said that Patrick Mahomes is the most talented and the best quarterback that you've ever seen, even though we have only seen six years as a starter, that is not the incorrect take to have when it comes to him. I can't think of another sport, another scenario, another situation where you could say that so quickly with the player. His 14 wins yesterday, 14 wins. First of all, he's 14 and three which is ridiculous, ties John Elway, Terry Bradshaw, and uh, Peyton Manning. And he's done it in his first six years as a QB1. His In this AFC championship game, going back to the threshold of the hill to climb or to break through or to jump over, whatever you want to say, his QBR is like 111 in the AFC championship game with 15 touchdowns and two picks. The fact that he's had, what, six straight postseason games without a pick is crazy. He goes to another level. The look in his eye yesterday was another level. He knew he was going up against one of the best defenses maybe in a generation in the league, or at least statistically, and he relished the moment. And then everybody kind of rallies around him. They had a great game plan yesterday. Matt Nagy and Coach and and, uh, right down the line, Girardi, all those guys uh, had had an excellent game plan and kind of tweaked it a bit uh, to take advantage 
uh, of what they think they could do against or could do against that Baltimore defense. But they they just took it to them. They they threw the first punches, and Baltimore did not like it and never really recovered uh, throughout the entire day. In fact, it affected their whole team. Yeah, I mean, I thought that first drive in which Kansas City ate up the nine minutes, I mean, it just really set the tone. Like, I, I, I opened the show with this earlier, that I think the playoffs sort of force you to do something that you're uncomfortable with. Like, you kind of have to overcome your fear. Like, one of the criticism with Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy was that, hey, if you get San Francisco down, Purdy can't make plays down the field to beat you. Well, in order to go to the Super Bowl, they had to do that yesterday. That's been a criticism of... Um, Lamar Jackson that hey if you create this kind of style I mean the criticism with Kansas City was and Josh Allen yeah, yeah. What, what was can you play a clean game yeah. yesterday in order to win that game you had to play a clean game and for so much over the regular season whether it was Detroit Philadelphia Green Bay the Chiefs had been the team that made the mistake at the end that caused them to lose they allowed Baltimore to do that this time whether it was the Zay Flowers taunting the Zay Flowers penalty the Zay Flowers fumble Baltimore just made plays over the course of the day that in the end, you can't blame the officials, can't blame any of that. Like, you lost that football game. Or Roquan Smith, just mean machine, a longest yard running over Trey Smith at, at the critical point of the game. Like, I mean, that's just losing your poise. I thought to get touchdowns on those first two drives against a team that had only been given up 16 points a game, and now they're going, we give up 14 on the first two drives and 17 and a half? That, I mean, that just that just wrecked their psyche and uh, threw them completely off kilter, including their coaching staff. Well, you're not 17-7. to seven. That doesn't mean you don't stop running the ball. It's like they forgot they had Justice Hill and Gus Edwards and the best running quarterback in the league. The, the only one design run – I was asking Dana about this on postgame. It was the fourth and one play where he runs for mm-hmm. 20, 21 yards. That's it. There was no quarterback power, not the stuff I watched on video against Houston. It's like – they just kind of lost it, and the Chiefs put him in that spot. Right now we're talking to Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. How poetic was it that MVS was the wide receiver that made the big play to, to seal the win? Of, of the whole season, the wide receiver <laughs> who has probably taken the most grief has been MVS. How poetic was it that he was the one that made the play? And, and I said it when I called it, it it's, it's just like his catch in the end zone against Cincinnati last year in the AFC Championship game on right cheek, left cheek, right? It was on his butt. He, he made the catch. But it was like, I am not going to drop this ball. I've got Mollett beat by five yards. Here it comes. And if you watch the video, he's like going to use his, his ten toes to catch it as well. He wasn't going to drop that ball and cradle it. Um, but, yeah, there was some real poetic uh, poetry there. But – this game was full of poetry. Sneed getting burned in the 54-yarder. Gets taunt. Knocks it away from Flowers. That's poetic. Nick Allegretti coming in of like, oh, we're going to get Nick Allegretti. We'll put Matabiki over him and just destroy him. Nope, that didn't work either. Deion Bush, a guy who had been – he played some for the Bears on defense, but mostly he's been a special teams dude. And he makes the interception in the end zone. That's poetry. Uh, we don't mention Butker. Butker ties Adam Vinatieri yesterday with his fifth 50-plus-yard fifty, uh, fifth 50 field goal in the postseason. Adam Vinatieri, it's the all-time NFL postseason record, and Butts got it tied with Vinatieri. And he nails a 52-yarder that puts him up two possessions. And I'm telling you, that got into the psyche of the Ravens. They go into to ha- halftime thinking, we're down two possessions, and the Chiefs get the ball. I'm I'll telling get, you, that just that just threw them off. I'll get you out of here with these last two questions. Charles who tore his ACL. Yeah. Mm. Who are you counting on to step in for him? I mean, 
he maybe has the forgotten defensive play in that game because of when it happened, you know, the forced fumble, the strip yep. sack. He has been a man on fire these last like three months or so. He's been their second defensive lineman, I would argue, behind Chris Jones. And I know Karloftis has been really good, but I mean, those three guys have just played at such a high level. Who are you anticipating stepping in for Amenahu? Well, let's just talk about Amenahu first and foremost because I'm heartsick over it because in talking to him over the we throughout the course of the year, CDOT, he's so excited to be in the Chiefs kingdom. He, he, he's wanted to be in this culture. He's here, and he's loving it. And he was loving going into the postseason. And he's going to play the 49ers. This is his old team, right? Prior to, he had Houston and prior to that. And now he's not going to get a play it. The other thing about playoff runs is when you get injuries like this in playoff runs, it affects the next season. Like his, this is a January 28th injury that he's got. And think of Juan Thornhill. Remember, he got hurt at the end of the 19 season. And he really did get up and cooking again until 21. So hopefully Charles can come back. But you're looking midseason for him to be an effect, uh, effective next year. To answer your question, it can be a combination of a lot of things. And that's the way Spags does it. It's never an apples-to-apples apples answer. Um, I look for Felix and Udike Uzama to be up this week. But... Herring's been playing. Chris Jones might play more on the outside. We've seen Chris play on the outside shoulder, uh, and he can do that with no issue, but then you've got to be stout on the inside. That's where big Mike Pinnell's been great, and losing Nottie now to IR is not good either, especially against a team that can run it well like like you can with, with McCaffrey. But it'll be a different – it'll be a, a combination of things on the outside. It won't be a one-for-one one for Charles, and you hope – but what you lose with Charles is the wingspan. He's got the Chris Jones wingspan, seven-foot wingspan. That play he hacks it out uh, from Jackson yesterday was a big part of that big old arm coming in there, um, and you and you will miss that. But, but Spags will figure it out. I don't know how much like ribbing goes on between like the voices of these teams, but if you could tell the Raiders' voice that you were going to call a postseason game in Allegiant Stadium before he will, that would really warm my heart. You <laughs> got to tell him that. You know, I didn't think about that. Uh, maybe I'll bring Justin Tucker along. He can put the T up uh, to kick. I saw that, that, that nonsense. What he's stretching in there. It's like you having a party to watch the Super Bowl and your neighbor shows up to do Pilates in the middle of your living. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, get out. Is this trash day? Like, go go to your go to somewhere else. He, yes, kickers warm up or kickers kick on the other side of the field sometime because uh, you, you can't kick on just the 50 yards you've got. But you don't do it where Mahomes is. He's going, I always do this. I've done this for 12 years. Dude, move it over. It actually seemed like it fired Kelsey up more than it fired uh, Patrick. Well, Kelsey seemed mad by it. No, Kelsey was the big brother walking with Patrick. Oh, is this the bully at the end of the street, the Ravens? No, they ain't taking your lunch money today. And I know it's the kicker, but don't don't put your tee right in front of where Mahomes is doing his drops. So that was Kelsey all the way, though, man. That was early in the morning until the end of that game. It was like – don't put your helmet and tee in front of my quarterback. What's it like to call the Super Bowl? Uh, nothing like it. And you, any, any, you, I'm trying not to be numb to it. And here's, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my answer. You really are calling two games at once. Um, you're going to get food. You're listening. But I'm really doing it for posterity. I'm. At, I feel like I'm narrating some documentary that'll be heard by your children. 30 years from now, you want every call to be perfect. It's the Damian Williams run to immortality. Um, it's the 
Kansas City. You've got a champion on the on the pick by uh, Kendall Fuller, and uh, in you know in last year's game, uh, when you think about the like the seminal moments at the end of that game, it's the Mahomes scramble with in excruciating pain, basically on one leg, trying to drag it to get close enough for the field goal. Uh, it's the call of McKinnon going down with the most unselfish play you'll ever see. Uh, in professional sports to go down at the one because in the stat sheet, he won't show up. But in hearts and people who remember, um, it's the Bolton scoop and score. Those are historic moments. You're calling history as much as you're calling a game. You really have to train your mind, body, and soul to do it different than any other game you do because of that. That is Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs joining us in studio. Mitch, this is the last time that I'm going to see you until the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions against the San Francisco 49ers. Man, I appreciate your time. I'll see you in the parade, somewhere along the parade route, hopefully. Can I be on your float? I I told Rob, I am going to – I should have been in the last one. I text the mayor. He was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then the day of, he stopped replying to me. I would love to be in the parade. I'm with Casey Wolf, man. Our pickup's full. That's fine. Oh, I'm with Casey Wolf on the back of a pickup. I'll walk. I, I don't need to ride on the trip. I jump I'll in and out. I jump in <laughs> yeah, and out. I'll do it's, that. Yeah, I don't mind doing that. Man, I still see that in my mind, that first parade of coming over the hill on Grand Avenue, and all you see are thousands and thousands and thousands of people having the best day of their lives. And you see every race, creed, and color, farmers hugging third shift workers. There's no political crap. There's no nothing but just joy. Great joy and and unifying joy. And I, I will see that as long as the Lord gives me oxygen on this earth is coming over that hill in the pickup with KC Wolf and seeing just an amazing sight that you only dream of as a kid. And I've seen it twice. And I want to see it a third time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.